The Winding Stairs, Episode 6, Prudence, A Better Name for Common Sense. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, a professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite in Freemasonry. Hello, my friends and brothers, and welcome once again to The Winding Stairs. I am thankful that you have chosen to join me once again as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. And what is the winding stairs if not a personal journey step by step into improving ourselves? And at the beginning of this project that I call the winding stairs, I express how this is my journey up the winding stairs and hopefully you can join me step by step into improving ourselves but it has been very fulfilling and very well accepted. And I thank you very, very much for joining me on every episode. I hope that you gain something important from each and every episode. I know I certainly do. The research that I conduct to put together these presentations is very enlightening and is something that I can apply and keep in my life uh, for years to come. Today's episode is about prudence. I told it I titled it Prudence a better name for common sense. And I'll be honest when I first began the research I thought that this might be a very difficult topic to discuss that it could be boring or perhaps I couldn't find enough material. But let me tell you there is wealth. There is an incredible wealth of information out there regarding the topic of prudence and it really opened up my eyes to many many things. And I'll be very happy to share those with you today. To give you an idea what to expect from this episode, I will start by telling you that we will discuss the main topic of prudence. We also have a very entertaining and very thought-provoking installment of Masonic Conspiracies by Brother Robert Johnson from the podcast called Whence Came You? I will also share with you an opportunity to get the new book from Dan Brown that it it's in the market now. It just was released this week with a lot of fanfare. I am reading it myself, but the listeners of The Winding Stairs can enjoy it for free, and I'll be giving you the details at the end of the program. Let us now begin the discussion of the main topic, Prudence, a better name for common sense. When we discuss prudence, I thought that the most prudent thing to do, or the most appropriate thing to do, was to go back to the liberal arts and sciences that we are encouraged to, to familiarize ourselves with. And I went to grammar. I wanted to understand what prudence really meant. So I went to different sources trying to find definitions and find explanations about the origin of the word and its proper use and what it really means. And I found several things that were very interesting. Uh, first of all, I found um, 
of course, several definitions. I'm going to read some of those definitions as I found them in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. The first definition it says, The ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason. Number two, sagacity or shrewdness in the management of affairs. Number three, skill and good judgment in the use of resources. And number four, caution or circumspection as to danger or risk. Circumspection, a very powerful word that we should familiarize ourselves with. And I, I was very pleased to see that it was used in the proper definition of the word prudence. Now, let's look also at the origin of the word. The Greeks refer to it as prudentia or prudentia, which signified foresight, wisdom, discretion. And prudentia is a contraction of the word providencia or providence. If we look at the word providence, and, and you know, I'm risking here going too deep into looking at the word and the definition of the word and the definition of another word, but I think it's very important that that we look at that origin where providence is the root word of prudence, and providence can be separated into two words. That contraction says pro, which means ahead, and videncia, which is related to sight. So it's the ability to look ahead. It's quite literally foresight. Now, if we need to make a decision and we are prudent in our decision-making, what we are doing is we are looking ahead at the outcome of our decision-making. The only way in which we can do this is if we actually have um, some sort of history or wisdom that's going to support our speculation. If you think of the corporate world uh, in, in relation to sales in particular, companies that are prudent with their, uh, with their sales cycle, they will put together forecasts of what the sales should be. And they look at periods and they estimate, well, for the spring season, we should be able to reach sales of this amount. How does a company even begin understanding or coming up with the idea of expected sales for a particular period? Well, when they look at history, their sales history, they're able to make a more precise and more well-informed decision as to what the forecast should be. So a forecast gives you an idea of what to expect based on the decisions and the historical data that supports it. Of course, this is something that can fluctuate back and forth. Sales could come under the forecast or above the, the forecast, which helps you adjust accordingly your expectations for following periods or following years. Now, that is exactly how prudence works 
if you are an individual that's acquiring wisdom throughout your life and you are looking at different scenarios and how to react to them, you can perhaps have the foresight to make the proper decisions when those circumstances arise. So when looking at the definitions that I found on the Merriam-Webster dictionary, I broke down some of the definitions. The first one, which says, the ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason. When I looked at that definition, I encountered the words govern and discipline. In other words, rule and govern, a combination of words that we are familiar with. And those are used in reference to ourselves. How do we rule and govern ourselves as prudent individuals in our decision-making? We utilize reason. How do we acquire that reason? It is not only by the, um, perhaps our innate intelligence, that's, that's not, I don't think that's, that's sustainable. It is by our acquisition of wisdom our self-improvement, or the, the amount of time that we spend investing in ourselves. The word govern, of course, brings to my mind the word government. But if we put aside all you know partisan politics or, or any of that um, negativity that we associate with the word, that we might associate with the word government, we can understand that we can define government as the development, implementation, and revision of rules and regulations with the intent of creating and preserving order in society. So this is a way in which we can determine an if-then scenario. So if this happens, this is how we should react or this is what should be done. And it gives us like a roadmap. It gives us a blueprint of what to do in certain circumstances. How do we develop this set of rules? I, I think of how have I developed my set of rules uh, for being prudent. Prudence is something that you can apply to your personal life, to your relationships, to your business, your finance, even your uh, your involvement in the lodge. Um, you develop the, this set of government or your self-government by the experiences you have in the past and how willing you are to learn from the experience of others. And when I was thinking and, and researching through the topic, some of the things that I was finding reminded me of mixed martial arts. I don't know if you're familiar with mixed martial arts. Um, some people know about the Ultimate Fighting Championship or UFC, uh, among others. But the, the discipline of mixed martial arts is it's a fighting style that encompasses different disciplines. So it borrows from different disciplines to make a fighter more efficient in the ring or the octagon, whatever uh, setting they fight in. And for those of you who know about mixed martial arts, you know that a well-rounded fighter needs to have different sets of skills in order for them to be uh, victorious in the end. And three of them come to mind 
One of them, they need to have uh, good uh, stand-up technique. They need to be able to fight on their feet, uh, whether it comes from boxing, kickboxing, uh, karate, or any other particular martial art that deals with standing up and striking. They need to be strong at that. They also need to be well-rounded. They need to be able to have some sort of wrestling or judo uh, experience. And finally, they need to have good groundwork. They need to be able to be efficient if they are on the floor or to defend themselves from the floor if they if the fight goes down to the canvas. So how does that relate to to our to our life? Well, if you think of traditional uh, of the way that people train for martial arts, people pick one or another as they grow up. I practiced karate when I was growing up, and other people practiced judo. Other people practiced boxing. If you were to put me in a situation where I would have to fight with someone that is a mixed martial artist, I would have the disadvantage that I was only good on my feet. What would I do if I had to wrestle with the with the individual? Or what happens if the fight goes to the ground and I need to be to have some sort of uh, uh, submission techniques like uh, from jujitsu or, or any style like that? Well, in the same way, when we grow up, let's say our household is a household where our parents are great stewards of their money and they are very, very responsible with their money. They're prudent with their money because this is a resource that they're able to manage effectively. Well, that sets a great example for us and we grow up with that structure, that strength of character to be responsible and frugal and efficient in the handling of money. But what happens if we don't have a modeling from our parents regarding things like uh, uh, social interaction or public speaking? These definitely are skills that as we grow up, we come to understand how they're crucial or they're very important to, to our professional growth or to our social involvement. But that wasn't something that they were strong at. So it is up to us in our effort to become better individuals, to become well-rounded in those things that perhaps we did not see exemplified by our parents. Of course, this does not mean that our parents were mediocre parents or they were not well-rounded enough to raise us. But the, the beautiful thing of how nature works is that our experience cannot be limited to our interaction with one individual or a set of individuals alone. Which is, again, and I know I've said this, I've said this before in, in the podcast, the importance of fellowship. That is another benefit of being involved with like-minded individuals. When we go to lodge and we meet with other with other men and we meet with their families, we are interacting with people that perhaps have strengths where we have weaknesses. And we help one another through fellowship to become more well-rounded. And as we go into life and experience different situations, comparing it back to that uh, martial art warrior, we are more well-rounded. And perhaps we don't have the personal experience of dealing with one circumstance, but we may have the advice that we can get from other people through our interactions and fellowship. So 
the governing of ourselves is that ability to set specific rules or have and acquire the different sets of rules. If we are presented with scenario A, this is our response. If we're presented with scenario B, this is our response. And that only happens when an individual is prudent enough to listen and acquire information from others. You have probably heard the expression that says, those who ignore history are doomed to repeat it. And those are very wise words because they they do make a reference to the importance of being able to retrospectively examine life for us to look back so that we can learn lessons that we can implement in the future. I have heard people um, talking about Freemasonry and its current state and, and saying that, you know, Freemasons nowadays spend too much time looking back instead of looking forward. And I, I although I understand that expression, it is very important for us to understand and remind those who make uh, assertions like that, that we need to be prudent. We need to be wise in implementing lessons that have come before us. What is, what is the point of struggling by ourselves, trying to solve a problem for which there has existed a solution for millennia? If we look at the... Um, if we look at, at prudence itself, that that capacity to make reasonable decisions based on our circumstances in our moment, that is based on the wisdom that we acquire, perhaps for looking at history or the history of other people or even our own history. So it is important that, yes, as Masons, we do need to look forward and we need to make sure that our fraternity continues to grow and continues to be strong, but it needs to remain attached to the lessons that are contained within its tenets and for those tenets to be well understood. That is one of the things that motivates me the most about this program is that my genuine intention of doing this research and presenting it to you is so that I can help myself understand the tenets of Freemasonry, but not only that, so that I can help others understand the tenets of Freemasonry. And perhaps my opinion comes into play and you listen to my opinion, but you are you are a first row witness to my process of acquiring wisdom. Hopefully by by the end of my life, I have uh, grown significantly and I have been able to efficiently apply the lessons that I that I find through my research. But just like the title of our podcast uh, alludes to, it's one step at a time. So this week we're, fo- we're focusing on prudence. And I hope that next week I'm able to apply... Uh, these lessons into the decisions that I make. And hopefully you take something from what you're listening to right now and you're able to also make more prudent decisions and become a more prudent man. Now, becoming prudent is something, of course, that we mention in passing 
during the degree work, the entered apprentice degree lectures, they position it very eloquently and, and it's beautiful to to always go back. So regardless of what degree um, in Freemasonry you have achieved, it's imperative that you return to the initial degrees, that you remain connected to the Blue Lodge and the lessons contained therein so that you can be very effective in your continuance of growth. Another thing I found through the research um, was that the, the image that we are familiar with, with the pyramid uh, or the triangle that has an eye in the center, and we know it as the all-seeing eye of, of deity, some people refer to it as the all-seeing eye of providence. So there is a connection there between what providence is or what prudence is and what our creator actually does for us. So in a way, when I was when I was writing my notes, it made me think that seeing the all-seeing eye, whether it's in our our, our lambskin or in a trestle board or or a tracing board, when we look at that at that symbol, we can see the influence of the great architect of the universe helping us through these virtues, including prudence. So it's it's almost a divine gift that we receive when we're able to be prudent in our behavior, when we are able to make decisions from a reasonable point of view. We can begin to understand the importance of prudence in our daily life when we look at the fact that prudence is one of the four cardinal virtues. This means that it is very important for prudence to be part of our foundation in order for, in order for us to be able to build upon it. And a very curious thing that I have seen in my research about the different virtues is that they collaborate with one another and become stronger as you apply them in combination with others. An example would be that you need to make a decision that's difficult. And I invite you to think about, is there a decision in your life that you need to make right now? We talked about in our previous episode about courage and how important it was for you to be valiant, for you to be courageous and and be brave in the decision-making. But that decision-making also had to do with foresight, and it had to do with being able to look back, look behind you. So in the same way, prudence is one virtue that becomes stronger when you apply it in combination with others. So you solidify the foundation upon which you will build the rest of your life when you pay close attention to these virtues and try to understand them, apply them to your life, and share them with others. And I will give you an example. One, being self-employed and being uh, working from home is something that some of you might identify with, but it is very challenging because I need to be prudent with the resources that are at my disposal. For example, I don't have the luxury that I can just go into an office and lock myself in and perhaps work for an uninterrupted amount of time. 
Working from home, I have many factors that perhaps interfere. They are important. These are factors that have to be dealt with, things that need attention, but I need to be prudent with the amount of time that I spend or that I allocate to each circumstance. If we go back to some of the lessons of the entered apprentice degree, we we are reminded that time is something that's precious and we need to be in control of it. We need to be able to allocate specific amount of time for specific things. Otherwise, we, we lose control of our day and days become weeks, weeks become months. I'm sure you've had the experience where you have a task that you need to take care of, something that's been lingering along. Uh, it's something that's been hanging over your head for a long time. And we procrastinate in doing things like that. Getting rid of those things that are lingering around, setting a specific time so that we can deal with it, frees up to do more important things and focus our entire energy on doing those things. So when you look at prudence, you look at also the way in which you effectively use the resources at your disposal. Whether the resource we're talking about is time, and you are a good time manager. Perhaps you are not, but it's a matter of being conscious about this lack and working to improve it. The same goes for finances. Perhaps you haven't been a good steward of your money, or you haven't been dedicated enough to change your current financial situation. The prudent thing to do is to analyze the past, the present, and the future of your situation and rearrange your life and be prudent with the management of those resources. I'll give you a specific example, considering that I work from home and time is so precious and so fragile and valuable for me. I have been trying to rearrange the things that I do during the day in a way that I can be the most efficient at doing them. And I've shared with you in the past that sleeping is one thing that is important when it comes to patience. We talked about it in, in episode one. If you haven't listened to that yet, I invite you to do so. It's uh, accessible at thewindingstairs.com forward slash zero zero one. You can read there, excuse me, you can listen to why it is important for you to have a good night rest. I realized that for me to be prudent with my time, I need to begin my day early. And it's something I've struggled with because I catalog myself as a night owl. I can work to the late hours of the night, even the late hours of the early morning. Luckily, I don't require too much sleep to function. But it's important that I, that I begin my day on a positive note, that I take control of my day, begin early, complete certain tasks, organize my day so that the rest of the day follows through in a way that is fulfilling and productive. In conclusion, what does prudence have to do with common sense? If you're like me, I am sure you have encountered moments where you think, oh my God, this person has just no common sense. Or you've seen people refer to common sense, but deep down inside you realize there is nothing common about it. Where I'm trying to get to is the fact that prudence is a better name or a replacement altogether for the expression common sense. 
Because what's uncommon about prudence is the fact that in comparison to what we think of common sense, we think of common sense as something that's that it should be normal for people to think this way. Or people in common should have this way of thinking, but it's not common. And we can see that prudence is something that you have to work at. It's not only what you acquire in your upbringing, in your family, or the lessons that you receive from uh, the people you associate with. Prudence is an effort for you to acquire wisdom and apply it accordingly when the moment arises. So instead of referring to our expectations of common sense, it's better to refer to it as prudence and say, well, this person is imprudent or I'm not being prudent with my decisions or I need to be more prudent because common sense is just simply not common. And we will forever solve this problem of encountering the expression common sense when we know it's an oxymoron. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not a reality. It's not something that's common. And sense is only brought by a conscious effort. Prepare yourself for another installment of Masonic Conspiracies by Robert Johnson from Whence Came You Podcast. Hello, friends and brothers. Brother Robert Johnson here, managing editor of the Midnight Freemasons and host of the Whence Came You Podcast, bringing you this exclusive wild Masonic conspiracy here on the Winding Stairs Podcast with Brother Juan Sepulveda. We are surrounded by them, reptilian humanoid beings. Sometimes they're called Draconians. They came here from the Alpha Draconian star system. They drink blood and can shapeshift. What is their purpose? Apparently, to set up secret societies like the Freemasons and the Illuminati, apparent reptilian brotherhoods who use the fraternity to infiltrate all the world banks, political offices, and any positions of power in order to keep the real men and women from entering the age of Aquarius, that is, the shift in consciousness from one of absolute power to that of absolute love. Who are these alien reptilians? How about every high-ranking Freemason? How about President George Bush Sr. and Jr.? How about Oprah Winfrey? Even Barack Obama? So how ridiculous is this conspiracy? I mean, everyone knows reptiles are cold-blooded, so we only have to worry about these reptilian Freemasons in warm climates, right? Perhaps I will move to the anti-reptilian Freemason zone of Canada where it is probably a bit too cold for those reptilian Freemasons. Take care, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that contribution from Brother Robert Johnson of a Masonic conspiracy. I tell you, the stories that that we face as Freemasons are very, very interesting. And later on, I'll be sharing more with you. You can listen to more from Brother Robert Johnson at wcypodcast.com. I have included a link to his blog and podcast on the show notes. So head over to thewindingstairs.com forward slash 006. This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by audible.com. With a selection of over 100,000 different audiobooks, you can now listen to your favorite book, while driving, working in the house, or even while exercising. The listeners of The Winding Stairs have the opportunity of listening to the latest book from Dan Brown, Inferno. Listen at your convenience 
free. For more details, visit thewindingstairs.com forward slash audible. This brings us to the end of this episode of The Winding Stairs. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I certainly have. Doing the research and sharing all the information I found with you has been eye-opening and enlightening. I hope that you stop calling it common sense, begin calling it prudence, and help other people understand this great mystery of common sense non-existence. Tell us what you think. Share your thoughts with us through the various social media networks that we are involved in, like facebook.com forward slash Masonic Fundraiser, or you can find us at Twitter at WindingStairs33. You can send your feedback through email to feedback at thewindingstairs.com. I thank you once again for listening and joining me in this journey up the winding stairs. Mm-hmm.